Welcome to Coffee with Michelle, a podcast I created using messy action so I could share super fun and random stories with 30 of my closest friends. I could have edited that out, but I didn't. That was the exterminator showing up. It's so annoying to me. For those of you that have listened to the earlier episode, you'll recall the time I got bit by the freaking brown recluse spider and ran into my little fellow Kim Jong-un at the emergency room. <laughs> anyway, I've had the exterminators come out ever since then because I do not want anything that is alive in my house other than me and my dog. Um, and so when I first hired them, there was this creepy dude that would come out and, you know, the first time they spray, they come inside and they spray, like, in the outlet. They take the covers off, whatever, spray inside the wall or whatever. So, anyway, real big creep. Not an old guy, which is funny because you usually think of older guys as being the creepier guys. But he was younger than me, but still very creepy. And and so the way this one works is they don't have to come inside. But if you see anything in your house in between services... They will come in and spray. And I did that a few times because I would find quite a few spiders and just whatever, a couple ants or whatever. And so I'd have to have him come in and spray. And I freaking hated it because he was such a sketchy little creep. And he would always try to pet my dog. And I'm like, she's clearly not into you. She does not like guys. Let's stop. I'm like, stop. And he would just creepy, like slow move around. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Get out of here. And... And it got to the point where I was like, oh, my God, I'll just deal with fucking spiders. So I don't have to deal with this guy, which is ridiculous that I think guys don't realize how women, how much women have to worry about how creepy they are or they don't give a shit. Um, So anyway, without fail, I would have to have them come in and spray quite a few times. And this guy was always a creep. Like, he's the type of guy that you would say, oh, he was a serial killer. That kind of makes sense. That kind of vibe. So anyway, he must have gotten fired because he just stopped showing up. And it was this other guy, super nice guy, super professional. Um, And do you know that this has been probably eight months? I haven't had to have them come in and spray once. I haven't seen anything because I think that little Jeffrey Dahmer was half-assed spraying to make sure I would see shit in my house so he would have to come in. I do think that's true. Well, anyway, I should have just called and complained, but I hate doing that because he knows where I live. I don't want him to kill me in my sleep. Ah, the fun, fun parts of being a woman. But anyway, so they showed up and I hate when they show up because obviously Chica goes nuts, but I like hide and pretend. (laughs) I hide and pretend I'm not here, um, which is pretty funny because my drapes are open. So he could probably see my feet underneath my desk. my god anyway what in the hell was i supposed to talk about oh travel this was an interesting travel story i remembered so back god this was i don't know we all know my memory's not great with numbers so could have been 10 years ago could have been 16 doesn't really matter i was flying home from a trade show or something like that and i was at the um I was at the airport in Denver. I was at the Denver airport and I grabbed lunch. So, I, and obviously I travel solo. So I'm sitting there eating lunch by myself and there's a table of probably five or six people next to me. 
and they were kind of talking loud and I could quickly tell most of them were lawyers and they were talking about different cases and they said what about yours Lisa or whatever and she's like oh my god you guys it is such a crazy crazy story and I'm like oh yeah I want to hear the details um, so I'm like slow chewing some French fries, make sure I can hear all the deeds. But I couldn't hear all of it. So what I heard was, yeah, so he ends up going into the wrong room. Parents wake up, shit hits the fan, and now this poor guy is being charged with, I forget exactly what he's being charged with. Um, I, I don't, it, God, it might have even been like, I don't know. I don't know the exact charge. So anyway, that's kind of all I could hear, little clips. And I knew it was in Missouri. And they freaking had to leave. And I'm like, no, I have to know what happens. <laughs> I have to know what this story is about because it sounded crazy. So I Googled all the words they had mentioned. And I found the freaking article. And this story is nuts. So for those of you that don't, that haven't like traveled extensively for a living, it kind of becomes a blur when you have a bunch of trips. You're like, you forget what hotel you're in or your room number. You try to, you try to get into a room that was the number on your last trip. You just forget, especially if you're drinking. And so it can be quite a blur when you travel. So anyway, this guy, I forget what he did for a living, but he worked for a prominent company. Can't remember the <laughs> can't remember the name of the company. Um, so he goes to, t I think it was in Kansas City. I'm not positive, but it was definitely somewhere in Missouri. So he goes to a trade show. And let's say he's staying at a double tree. So for the trade show, he's staying at a double tree. And a bunch of his friends were coming into town so they could party over the weekend once the trade show was over. So... He left that the double train. They all checked into a really nice hotel. I, I think it was like a Four Seasons. So they checked into this really nice hotel. They all go out partying. Well, this guy gets to the hotel and his room key won't work. And he keeps trying it and trying it and it won't work. So he went down to the front desk and said he needed a new key for his room. So they say, what room are you in? I think they maybe asked him for his ID, but he didn't have it on him. And they gave him the key. So he was able to get in the room. He gets into the room, crawls in bed, starts cuddling with his girlfriend, or it might have been his slinky link. It didn't sound like it was his girlfriend. Starts cuddling with her. And then all of a sudden, he hears people screaming, lights flip on. And this freaking guy had crawled into bed with like a 12 and a 14 year old girl because it was the wrong freaking room it was the wrong freaking room and these girls had a connected room to their parents and grandparents you know how they have like the two rooms that are connected with the door so the girl starts screaming because some random ass guy has his arm around her it didn't sound like anything actually happened other than that like he had his arm around her um clearly he was intoxicated and so the girl screams Dad comes in, rips the guy up. I think he might have kicked his ass. I don't remember exactly. They call the police. And this freaking guy got arrested. I don't remember the exact charges. I should try to Google it. Jamie, can you look into that? <laughs> totally pretending I have an assistant. 
Um, crazy freaking story. And so the hotel, there was, he sued the hotel, his employer, and he sued the hotel because that was their fault. Legally, they cannot. I mean, that is dangerous shit to just give someone a room key with no identification. Trust me, bro. A drunk guy, no less, who probably most likely is trying to get into the wrong room. And from someone who stayed in hotels a lot, that is really creepy. I stayed in a hotel once and some guy tried to break in two nights in a row. And I think it was the valet guy. I don't know for sure. Kicked my door and so hard, tried so hard to kick my door and there were little wood chips everywhere. It was so scary. But anyway, it was a crazy, crazy story. And you wonder if that guy didn't sober up after that because, and I don't even know how it ended. Um... But it was a freaking mess and a wild, wild story. Okay, I just finished having coffee with the girls. And very nice weather today. Very spring-like, spunky. My girl Barb was all dressed up and excited. She is going to spend the weekend with her son at his lake house. So she's very excited about that. My girl Winnie was really doing okay. She was very excited. She wanted to show me some pictures she took of tracks in the snow in her backyard because we got a bunch of snow last week right I think it was last week yeah and long story short they were fox tracks which is pretty cool because we live in the middle of town and last spring I had a mom and her four babies they would come into my yard every not every evening but probably like four out of seven nights they would end up in my backyard playing around I have a koi pond so I think they were attracted to the water but I really hope that happens again this spring Barb was doing good she she didn't have a whole lot going on we talked about the the new neighbors that all seems fine and Barb said she gets the mail that doesn't belong to the new neighbor so if it's anything important, she can let short shorts know. And uh, she said, yeah, I got mail for Mr. Burner, <laughs> not his real name. And he hasn't lived there since like 1998 or something. And when he said, well, you know, I wonder if they're still married. And I said, the, the burners. And she said, uh, she said, Oh, oh, hell no. He passed away. He actually um, read the obituary at my husband's funeral, which was so kind of him. And he passed away a few years after my husband did. And and his wife's alone. And Barb's like, oh, oof, did not like her. And when he's like, oh, well, now, come on. Somebody can be friendly without being super social. And Barb said, oh, no, she was rude. And Barb hardly ever gets mad. She's very chill. She's very calm and very cute and gentle. But man, when she gets pissed off, it is funny. She said, oh, no, she isn't. She is rude. You know, she used to go to our church. And boy, she'd start bitching about that Wednesday night service. And you want to know the worst part? She ran Bob and Hope off. Because she kept bitching about Wednesday night service. She bitched so much she made them leave the church. And do you want to know the real kicker? 
And keep in mind at this point, she has the eyebrows furrowed, her face, she is pissed. Then she got, she's like, you want to know the real kicker? She didn't even go to the Wednesday night service. And Winnie's like, oh, now, 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 yes, she did. Yes, she did. And Barb said, no, she didn't. I was there. And Winnie said, no, I'm talking about before you moved in. And Barb said, you're talking about before 1979? (laughs) You guys, they were straight up fighting over this. It was so funny. I think Barb is so freaking social and outgoing that it just really hurts her feelings if somebody else isn't. Yeah, and so that was a really funny, funny, a really funny exchange. And then when he's like, no, I wonder if short shorts and his wife are even still married because it was weird that she moved away three months before he did. And she said, pull up the internet and see if you can find out. And of course I didn't, but maybe I'll look later. Maybe I will look later. Um, let's see. There was something else that was really funny. Oh, Barb started complaining about the traffic. We have a school in the neighborhood. And oh, my God, if you go, if you try to leave at drop off or pickup time, buckle up. I don't know how you parents do that daily. Oh, what are we doing? It's insane. It's insane. And you would think these people do it every single day. So they get in the habit of it and there'd be a nice flow. Uh, Nope. Well, Barb little (laughs) Barb said, She said, I leave early to go to my exercise class and I was behind this woman and she literally stopped her car and just got out and went into the school and I was right behind her. So she said, I had to back up and I rolled my window down and went, you bitch. (laughs) And she said, she took off and I said, wait, did you actually do that? And she said, absolutely. And I'm like, Barb, you cannot do, (laughs) you're going to get your ass kicked. Oh my God, I was laughing so hard picturing her so upset over that. Oh my God. And I I told them about this article. I read it actually quite a while ago, but I remembered it for some reason. And I said, hey, I want to tell you guys about this story and I want to get your opinion. And I said, okay, husband and wife, this couple, they've been married, I think it was like 10 years. And we know at this point, my details are probably way off, but the gist of it is accurate. Woman and husband, married, been married for about 10 years. I think they had two or three kids. I think this was over in the UK. It definitely wasn't in the US. Anyway, they had both been put up for adoption as babies. And so they decided it would be a cool thing for them to go find their birth parents at the same time. And so I think they were in their 40s. So anyway, they I don't know if they did the 23andMe or whatever they did. So anyway, they both go out and explore where they were where they were born, who their parents were. And anyway, ends up they're siblings, full siblings. Oh, uh, what? Insane, right? It's freaking insane. And I think they ended up staying together. And what a trip that would be. The kids were fine. They didn't have any birth defects. But what a trip that would be. And Winnie's like, well, let me tell you something. When you love someone, you love someone. And if you're in love, you're in love. You can't help that. And I don't think it would be considered a sin because you didn't do it intentionally. And you got to just let yourself love who you love. And Barbara was very confused by this. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so I said, what do you, what would you have done if you found out 
<laughs> if you found out Jim was your brother. She was married to Jim for 60-some years. Um, it was her only boyfriend, even. And she <laughs> she looked at me and went, oh. And starts staring up at the ceiling. And she's like, oh. And then Winnie starts going on and on and on about her part of it and explaining it. And I look back over at Barb 20 minutes later and it looked like I broke her brain. She was so confused. <laughs> she was so confused and just shell shocked at the thought of potentially finding out that her husband, <laughs> that her husband was her brother, that she could hardly speak. It was so funny. And I said, Barbara, I am sorry. <laughs> I did not mean to break your brain. Need to let that one go. Um, I said, yeah, it's a crazy story. I did not mean to break your brain. So it would be a trip, though, wouldn't it? It would be a total freaking trip. Ugh, so crazy. I didn't get to talk to them about this, but I wanted to. There was a news story, and of course, I don't read the full article because boring. I just read the headline and kind of run with it. Um, woman gave birth to identical twins, gave them the same freaking name. Oh, what are we doing to these poor kids? Now, I'm not a twin. I know some twins. I worked with some twins in high school. And it's hard enough not having your own identity. It's like you don't have your own physical, unique identity. There's this other person that looks just like you, which is probably cool. But then I'm sure that's kind of annoying sometimes. Um, but then you have the same name. So if your name, if you have, let's say, two identical boys and you name them both Chris, what in the hell are we doing? These poor kids. Can you imagine how hard their lives are going to be? Because now not only do you look the same physically, you have the same exact name. So they're like, well, how do you tell which one it is? Oh, just say his name and he'll come. But if you're both named Chris... Are you going to forget which one you are? Like when you get drunk or something, are they going to go, which one are you? And you're like, God, I'm not even sure anymore. We're the same. The same what? Everything. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Even like in school, the teacher's going to go, Chris, and three Chris's say, oh, I'm here. And she's like, no, Chris Smith. And, oh, we're here. Well, no. Which one, ma'am? I'm not sure. There's two of you. What in the hell? Like, imagine everything that's going to be complicated. Oh, that is weird, isn't it? Or if you're dating one of them and they're like, which one are you dating? You're like, oh, the one named Chris. Oh, they're both Chris. Yeah, the one that has brown hair. Oh, they both have brown hair. Just the one. <laughs> Maybe there's like a, they have a minor difference in eyebrows or some shit, but... Oh, my God. I can't even imagine how complicated. You wonder if she did that so she wouldn't have to tell them apart. Because that probably has to be challenging. She's like, you know what? Instead of trying to figure out which one's which, let's just make them the same. It's a trip, isn't it? Or am I overthinking this? I can imagine that would be tough. Huh. Anyway, I really wanted to get the girl's opinion on that. So I might have to bring that up to them again. But yeah, nothing too crazy and new. We talked about 
being stuck at home and they both talked about how bad fashion is these days and they cannot buy clothing anymore because it's all ridiculous and little what did Barb say she said the dresses look awful huge awful flowers or big ruffled sleeves and she's like I don't want any of that Winnie agreed she's very frustrated because there's nowhere to just go shopping anymore um but it was a very low-key very low-key coffee sesh you're hearing this on Valentine's Day, and I think I'm going to put together some little Valentine's Day baskets for them and drop them off because they are both single, well, widowed, right? And I don't know if I told you guys about the one, I think I did, Winnie's friend that is on eHarmony or whatever is still trying to find that man of hers. Um, but anyway, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. So that's pretty much it for Coffee with Barb. I think that was everything. Well, I watched the halftime show. I thought it was pretty freaking good. Those guys have aged well. Snoop D-O-double-G, straight slow swagger. It's amazing. That guy still has the little, but you know, he weighs like a buck 50, buck and a quarter, buck oh five. I don't actually know what any of that means, but he's a little bitty guy. But he still has that street swagger and he has to be... I don't know how old he is, honestly, but it was a great halftime show. Um, I also watched a show on HBO called Life of Crime. Is that actually what it's called? Life of Crime. <sighs> yes, I hope so. It's called Life of Crime. And this d- d- film guy, what are they called? <laughs> Welcome to an, a late afternoon brain. This is the difference between a morning Michelle and a late afternoon Michelle. Anyway, a documentarian. I don't know if that's actually what they're called, but that's what I'm going to call them. So anyway, he followed three drug addicts from early 80s and then published the documentary only last year. Ugh, I have so many thoughts. I don't even know where to start. It's... Uh, for sure, trigger warning. There's all kinds of stuff on there. It's just so sad to see one the children, these poor children. There was one woman in particular. So they covered three people, two guys, one woman. And the woman had two young children. And to see what these poor kids had to watch their mother go through. She was addicted to heroin. And it's just so sad. And it's so interesting now that I coach people and I do a lot of mindset stuff mindset work and inner child work with my clients you can sit there and watch this girl form these beliefs about who she is in the world and it's just so freaking sad so sad just so sad and it was so crazy so many things about it are just so crazy that you I don't want to give if you don't want to hear anything about it and you don't want any spoilers I guess just don't listen to this part (laughs) or maybe pause it and then go watch it and then come listen to this part um one it's so wild and you know obviously I know getting addicted to drugs is a nightmare and really difficult to break away from but I guess seeing it laid out like this guy lays it out it's really hard because they go to jail, they go to prison, whatever. They get out. They want to get clean, right? They don't want to go back to prison. They desperately want a new start. But 
everybody they know, family included, and holy hell, one guy, I think it was a stepdad or something. It's like, what's this goofy bastard doing all the time? <laughs> um, but it's so crazy to me that everybody they know is wrapped up in this bullshit. So not only are they trying to beat the addiction, which obviously is really hard, they're trying to beat it while they're surrounded by people who are still in it, which certainly can't make it easier. And it's set in Newark, New Jersey, which is a pretty rough area. Um, but it is wild to watch how this progresses throughout the years. And they even show the the two kids as they get older, of course. And luckily, they even interview, well, kind of interview those two as adults. Um it's crazy. The people I thought would for sure make it didn't. It's just, I just highly encourage you to watch it. It just really made me sad. It made me feel really sad. Mostly for the kids who are innocent in all this and didn't ask to be put in a household full of all the bullshit and they don't have any family members that have their shit together enough to intervene. It's just so freaking sad. So sad to watch that. And to watch these people struggle their entire lives. Their entire lives is this constant. It's like there's a second person, like a little devil on their shoulder throughout their entire life that they're just running from and fighting. And oh my God, it's just, it's it's so sad. I don't even know why I'm talking about it because I don't, I don't have any, it's definitely not funny. Definitely not a funny documentary, but it's, it's just sad. It was just kind of shocking to see. And like the one in the beginning, there are there are some interesting parts where the little guys that shoplift straight up just making money day to day, whatever they need. They need gas in the car. They go steal some shit that they can sell for that much gas. And one guy to show how good he was at stealing really stole the anti-theft <laughs> He stole anti-theft devices, which I thought was pretty damn funny. But it's just a whole different world. It's just wild. And I do like to watch documentaries that make me think or, like, stop me in my tracks. Um, And that one for sure did it. That one for sure did. It was... It's just wild. I would think if you, like... I don't know. I guess if you have a family member that struggles with addiction, it might be useful in the... Uh, sense that you would get to see the struggle probably from a different angle. Um, and a lot of us have it pretty fucking easy, really. It's pretty easy to take our lives for granted um, and be thankful we never got wrapped up in that stuff. Um, another documentary that I'm thinking about watching again that if you guys hadn't watched, haven't watched yet, I highly recommend. And I'm a freaking documentary junkie. It's bad because I will Google like best documentaries to watch. And I've literally, I think I've seen down to like the top 52, <laughs> like the top 52, but searching for Sugar Man, and I'm not going to give you an ounce of a spoiler, but what I will tell you is of all the documentaries I've watched, that one has it all. It's amazing. It starts out slow and confusing and you don't really know what the hell is going on. So give it a little time. I promise. If you watch that full documentary and you're not like, oh, my God, that's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, I will give you your money back. <laughs> Guaranteed. 
but I would highly, I do highly, 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 highly recommend it. I'm surprised it's not talked about more. And it's honestly not even in a lot of the top documentaries uh, list, which is crazy to me. Um, that one's really good. It's about a musician, which I'm not really all that into that kind of thing, but a hundred percent stick with it. It's so freaking good. And if you decide to watch it, let me know. And I think that's about all I've got. I'm going to package this bad boy up and I'm going to publish it tonight. Well, you guys don't care about that part because it'll already be published when you're hearing this. So, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. My my hiking had kind of dwindled down a little bit, but I did go this morning, which was super fun. And I did take an apple and I may or may not have tried to feed it to the deer, but they did not get close enough. But it was a really nice hike this morning. The weather was awesome. I did get to see quite a few deer still working on wooing them to get a little closer to me so I can pet them, but it's going to happen. I might be 92 years old and have to hike that trail 4,712 times before it happens, but it's happening. I promise. And if I find a baby that needs a home, I wouldn't think twice, would not even hesitate. So I'm going to shut up. I'm just rambling. And we will see what the world brings. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, I'd love you to drop a review, whatever, a rating, a review, share it with a friend. And for those of you random people that are somehow finding this podcast, I think that is hysterical. I love it. I have no idea what you typed in to find this, but I hope you're enjoying it. It's really fun to see the different countries popping up and stuff. It's so fun. (laughs) So fun. All right. I really am going to shut up now.